like the greatest now like the Dylan welcome back my fine friend this is college football week six Memphis edition I'm in town you're in town what's going on Dylan 901 baby the boys are back where the roots run deep and the crime is just as high as we left if not higher uh our <laughs> my, our friend uh chris little and i had a nice good bit of beers and some burgers at uh memphis's finest and huey's shout out to huey's with the amazing burgers and beers and yeah man nice it's just huey's. been a good day uh, it's been a good little day hanging out with the family got to spend some time with my niece and yeah, man, just been looking looking forward to recording the pod. That's awesome, man. I, too, am looking forward to recording the pod, Dylan. Now I got to ask, you sound a little, you know, mellow mushroom on me here. You didn't have too many beers, did you? Like, how many beers did you have? Three, four? Oh, just uh, three beers of uh, Ghost River's Grindhouse. That's a shout-out okay. to a local brewery here in Memphis, uh, the Ghost River. Everyone knows they have different varieties, but the Grindhouse was – Obviously, a testament to uh, our friend and myself's belief in the Grizzlies. So we definitely wanted to pay tribute before the season started. Yeah, shout out the Grizzlies, man. Have you ever had Tropicalia, uh, Creature Comfort, Comforts Tropicalia by any chance, the beer? That doesn't sound like a beer that I'm familiar with. Okay. Are you a big IPA guy or no? I have been recently getting into IPAs, uh, specifically West Coast style IPAs. So they have to be hazy and a little bit citrusy. Yes, I'm officially, I guess, what you can call a quote unquote hipster now. <laughs> Dylan, the only thing hazy is your brain with all them bowl rips you did, man. This podcast is going to go off the rails, folks. <laughs> we got Dylan, who's in Wonderland over here. You've got Rob. I'm hopped up on three shots of espresso, baby. I'm in town for my mom's 60th birthday, and this is how we party, guys. We don't drink Shout wine. Shout out, Rob's mom. We don't do six, shots. Big Shout six, out. Oh, so, big yeah, man. So. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out Mama Brandt. It's her 60th today. I bought her a huge uh, coconut cake, man, custom made from Frost Bakery on Poplar. Shout out Memphis all the way. Uh, she loved the cake. So that's what we've been doing today, Dylan. But you know what? You know what they say. The show goes on. We must the record show a podcast. Must go on. It Our must go on. Listeners deserve the best, and even though we are taking some time, they still deserve our insight and our knowledge. So let's go. Let's jump right into tonight, man. A nice, juicy matchup for uh, gambling degenerates like myself. We've got Cincinnati versus Temple at seven p.m. This spread is huge. That's why I have my eyes on it. It's thirty and a half, Dylan. Who do you like in this game, and how much do you think Cincinnati wins by, I guess is the better question. Is this a game you would touch at all from a betting perspective, or is this merely one you want to look at from a distance, you know, as a casual fan? Most definitely the latter. Um, I, I've been a big Cincinnati, I guess, supporter pretty much ever since they really just went on their tear to end last season, and it's definitely carried on into this season. I mean, they're – you know, they're a top 10 ranked defense and they're a top 25 ranked scoring offense. Desmond Ritter, Ritter looks good. 30 is pretty big, but then again, uh, we thought the Arkansas Georgia 18 and a half was big. So if anything, this may not look too crazy after tomorrow, but uh, I'm not, I'm not really touching this for betting purposes. I'm just watching this just as a casual fan. 
but if I were betting, I would I would definitely bet the uh, the under as far as the over under, which is fifty three. And okay. I, I feel like Cincinnati can cover. Uh, again, you know, we talked about, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. I feel like Cincinnati is a yes. great team right now. And uh, I feel like they'll just get the job done and, you know, further cement their conversation into possibly being in the college football playoffs. I love it, man. I love it. And, I, you know, I have to admit, I was completely wrong last week. If you listen to week five preview, guys, Dylan Meadows called it. He said Cincinnati's going to go into South Bend. They're going to upset the Fighting Irish. That's exactly what they did. They put it on them, man. This game was really in hand from the beginning. Desmond Ritter played a spectacular game. Heisman Watch stock is up. Listening to Rob stock is down, folks. Don't listen to anything I say. I'm clueless, actually. I'm just the host. Dylan's the guy with the knowledge. He called it. You know, Desmond Ritter was really impressive. I'm back aboard the train, baby. I never left. I just went to the back. There's the espresso kicking in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we are officially a go. This this is off the rails, man. Let's go. Okay, we've got we got tons more action. Let's let's get out of Friday. You know, there's a Stanford game later on this evening. I think it's Stanford Arizona State. Is that right, Dylan? Yes. I lost my place. Yes. Pack twelve after night or Pack twelve yeah, after man. dark. They call it over Pac here. Pack twelve with us. after dark. That's when you slip into something nice and fuzzy. Put on a robe. Kick your feet back. Grab a glass of wine and you relax, baby. So we'll be doing a little bit of that, but we also need to jump over to Saturday, man. Enough with this Friday shenanigan nonsense. We're starting off with a huge matchup in my eyes. You know where I'm going with this, Dylan. Where am I going? I feel like you're going to Arkansas and Mississippi State. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am going the noon game, Michigan State versus Rutgers. Is Rutgers going to bounce back? Is Greg Schiano going to give us what we need, what I need? Another win or a moral victory, and by moral victory, I mean cover the damn spread, baby. I need to win some money. Well, I'm already shocked that we chose a Big Ten matchup over the (laughs) SEC, so I feel like a third of our viewers – or I'm sorry, a third of our listeners just unsubscribed to our podcast. (laughs) But in the good news, I guess we've gained a third more Big Ten fans, so uh, you you live and learn, but (laughs) – with this specific matchup, um, you know, we continue to be a Greg Schiano favorite pod. You know, shout out Greg Schiano. Uh, right now, the line is at negative four, and it's really kind of hard, Rob, because uh, since we're both back in Memphis, it's really hard for us to kind of go against, um, you know, Memphis right now. And the reason I say that is because yeah. Michigan State's uh, leading rusher or leading rusher, Anthony Walker is actually from the 901, and he is doing tremendous things as far as Michigan State's run game. They are, if I'm looking at, they're currently ranked 24th in the league, averaging about 200 yards a game. They have a turnover differential of five, which is a top 15. They're just really relying on turnovers to score as many points as they can. Uh, They're just under a little bit of 40 points. I like Michigan State to continue to still, you know, show that they belong in the Big Ten conversation. This is really hard for us to say that we're a Greg Schiano podcast, but yet we keep picking him to lose. But yeah, then again, we just show that it just shows the greatness of how he I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if your team loses and they're interesting, guess what? We're going to talk about them. So, I mean. With Greg Schiano losing, that's interesting because Rutgers is supposed to lose every game, but yet they are not. So that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And you know what? This spread is a little close for my liking. Um, I know it's in Rutgers, but I saw what – was it Michigan that blew them out of the water or was it Ohio State? Oh, it was Ohio State. 
Yeah. They, you know, um, I, yeah. Rutgers uh, only lost to Michigan by a touchdown. Yeah. You know, it's, it's official, man. I'm, I'm, I'm off the train. This one, I am fully, you know, off. I'm jumping off the rails. I don't want to hitch any more rides. I do Rutgers not like Rutgers nine and in three this quarters. Game. <laughs> yeah, I do not like Rutgers in this game, man. I've got to, I've got to roll with Michigan State in this one. If you're a gambling man, you know. But we've got way more uh, important matchups than this one. Namely, we've got another Big Ten matchup for me. We've got Ohio State, Maryland. Dylan, I want to talk about this game because you know it was really unfortunate as we take a moment to think about last week, it was really unfortunate what happened to Maryland. You know, they were undefeated. They had a huge primetime game. The whole country was watching them. You had the young Tava Viola leading an offense that was scoring on everyone. In the first half of that game, man, you know, one of their star receivers there had one of the most gruesome leg injuries I've ever seen in my life. I actually showed one or two people cause I'm a sick freak like that. And, uh, they don't talk to me anymore, but it was, it was awful, man. It was absolutely awful. It kind of took the wind right out of that stadium at halftime. I'd say about 80% of the people left and it was kind of disappointing to watch. Sadly, it's just going to get worse from here, folks. You're playing on Ohio state team that regardless of which version shows up should handle this game easily. I've got the line here at 21 and a half Dylan. Do you touch this game? How much do you think Ohio state actually wins by? Well, you're not, uh, you're not alone with that thinking, Rob. It looks like the time travelers are actually with you. So not only do they have Ohio State winning big, they actually have the over under at 71. So they look at this as Ohio State just beating down Maryland and just putting those turtles to, you know, back in the sewer with uh, Master Splinter. You know, they were looking <laughs> to just, you know, take them out of the surface altogether and just put them back in the dumps. I, uh, it's terrible because I'm going. I'm going with the time travelers, man. I mean, I really believe that. Yeah, this is Ohio State's way of really showing that. Hey, that loss that we had against Oregon was, you know, it was an aberration. It was, you know, it happened. But then again, whatever. We're still Ohio State. We still have a brand name of our own. We still play the offense that we play. I mean, even I mean, Rob, they're they're averaging 550 yards of total offense per game. So it's it's really hard to stop an offense that's guaranteed at least 500 yards a game, and especially with the, how explosive they are, and, and even with the scoring over 40 points a game. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm rolling with the time travelers on this. I really think the Ohio State just rolls Maryland, and just we don't even probably even talk about Maryland anymore after this. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I think this is where we kind of, uh, you know, we take Maryland, the fun story that was the beginning part of the season. It was a good run. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was cool. And then we forgot all about them and they never came back because Ohio State's going to destroy them. I think it is a race to 70. I agree with you, Dylan. I agree with the odds makers. You know, we've talked enough about this game already. Let's move over to the other big conference, the Big 12. This is a game that you've had circled for, what, two weeks, Dylan? We previewed this matchup a couple of weeks ago, and both of these teams, they did what they needed to do. They came out, they won their week four matchups, and here they are. They're both ranked very highly in this game, and actually Oklahoma comes in favored over Texas. It's the Big 12 showdown we've all been waiting for. It's the Red River rivalry. Dylan, give us some storylines, man. What are we looking for? We got the fair going on. We got the Cotton Bowl. We got a home game for Texas. Texas is a dog, and something tells me you don't think that's right. 
Correct. Uh, last week I said that Oklahoma's upset wasn't going to come against Kansas State. It's going to come in the very next week against Texas. And mm-hmm. I do believe that Texas does pull away with this victory. Um, since 2014, this game has come down to – this specific Red River rivalry game has come down to a single possession. So in the last seven years – um, six of the uh, yes, uh, six of the last seven games have come away within just one score. The only game that wasn't that that way was last year when the um, game went to four. Yes, four overtimes, and you know, so even if you're not a Big Twelve or Oklahoma or Texas fan, you're just a college football fan. This is a game you're just going to want to watch because it's always exciting. There's always tons of animosity, tons of bad blood that really just build up even, you know, hell during the warmups, it seems. Um, the reason that I think that Texas is going to pull away from this game and, you know, even the time travelers really don't have this game really just being too, you know, crazy. So they have the line at 63 and a half with, as you said, Oklahoma being a three, um, three point favorite on the road. And, I think the bigger storyline for this is uh, Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas-style offense. And with that, I mean, uh, Casey Thompson, ever since he came in the last couple weeks, Texas' offense has just been taken another step. And it's really just what Sark likes to do as far as getting the ball in the playmaker's hands and really relying on the run game. Rob, their running back, man, Bijan Robinson, he is making it a good business decision to leave California to come to Texas to be their star running back, because that's exactly what he is. He is a star. He is one of the best. If I mean, some might argue the best running back in college football right now. And I believe that him and Casey Thompson are going to be the X factors to this game. Um, Cause they're going to test Oklahoma's defense. Now, Oklahoma's defense has been what's been keeping them in games this year, but I feel like Bijan Robinson, he could definitely touch, you know, the ball at least 30 times and, you know, really grind out that clock to really put the pressure on Spencer Rattler and that offense to perform. And it'll really dial up the pressure, especially in the second half, because if they haven't played the style of offense that they need to score points and keep up with Texas, then they can become one-dimensional, and it's literally just on Spencer Rattler, and it's just, you know, pin your ears back and go get him. So I think Texas pulls off the upset in this. I hate saying that as an Oklahoma fan, but then again, we have to build our credibility. We have to let the listeners know that we do know what we're talking about, at least for the most part, and we we have to go with our head, not our heart. As much as I hate to say this, Sooner fans... I feel like Texas will pull off the upset. And, you know, we talked about it on previous pod that Sark will prove that Texas made a good investment in bringing him in. You know, I hate to hear you say this, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. And I agree with everything you're saying, Dylan. If I'm a gambling man, which I am, I am a gambling man. What I would do here, folks, I would take Texas with the money line. I don't need the points. You take your little 
peasant points, your little pity points, and you stuff them back in your pocket. I'm going straight with the money line, baby. Let me win some money. Texas is going to win this game, and I hate to say it. I'm also going to take the under because of exactly what you just said. If Texas leans on this running back, leans on this premier athlete to really grind this thing out, it's going to really wear on Oklahoma. This game, I think the over-under is around 63, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, man, there's no reason why I'm not taking the under in this. I think this game grinds down kind of like the Nebraska-Oklahoma game did. It's going to be very, very close. God, I hope we're wrong, Dylan. I hope OU turns a corner and Spencer Rattler. You know, I hope Lincoln Riley just unlocks Spencer Rattler and we see this this offense that we've been waiting to see the entire year. But I don't think it happens this week, man. I really don't. We go based on facts and what our incredible sources of our left and right eye tell us. And right now it is telling us that Texas is playing better. And even though Oklahoma's defense is playing spectacular, their offense will possibly be put in a position to where they have to score points. And this year they have not. No, they really haven't. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to hold out hope. That is the homer in me. Oh, yeah. However, I'm a realist. Some might say a nihilist, you know, black pill Rob. But it's – I just don't see it happening. You know, Dylan, can you – can you point us in some some other keys we may want to look at here? Besides Spencer, Spencer Rattler, excuse me, besides Spencer Rattler, who is one of the X factors on this Oklahoma team that could potentially be a difference maker in swinging the tide of this game in their favor? Well, um, I'll, I guess I'll just uh, focus towards their run game as well. So with Kennedy Brooks and also with Tennessee transfer Eric Gray, it's going to be very vital of them to help out Spencer Rattler just so he doesn't make it feel like it's literally just on him. I feel like with what they're doing is they're still trying to find their footing as far as just you know getting the ability to really run. It's Rob, it's really tough, man, because last week uh, Kennedy Brooks did see uh, 15 touches. Uh, he didn't crack the 100-yard the mark. Um, Eric Gray, you know, I think he only touched the ball like maybe five times, and that's including receiving. It's it, it's really tough because outside of Spencer Rattler and Marvin Mims, you really can't think of consistent playmakers that really go along with this Oklahoma offense. And bro, I hate saying that because I mean, that, that is very un Oklahoma style to have only just one, if not, you know, less than three or four playmakers on offense. But I mean, to me, just what I'm seeing right now, it's just Spencer Rattler. Yeah. He came up big in the, the game last week. He, you know, I think he had, just as many touchdowns as he had in completions. But, you know, this is a whole different animal. I feel like it'll really come down to a single possession like it mostly always does. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I'm just – I mean, I, I'm still rolling with Texas, man. I hate to say it, but it's, you know, it's for the pod, Rob. And, you know, it's it's bigger than all of us right now. It's It's for the pod. I love it, Dylan. Great insight as always. You're always you always have a name in the back of your head that you can drop on us. The Kennedy Brooks drop. You know this is this is this is why people love this show because you're always giving giving us knowledge that the casual fan does not have. You're giving us a better understanding of these teams, man. Absolutely love it. All right, want to stay with another noon matchup. Uh, this game has huge implications for both of these teams as they try to right the ship and climb back into the potential top ten. We're going to talk about Arkansas at Mississippi, Dylan. This game is 
in the Grove, baby. It's just down the road. Let's see if we can get some extra tickets. Let's go down there. Let's drink. Joseph's down there. It could be a great time. Wait, we're actually supposed to be talking about betting and sports. Okay, back to the popular. <laughs> <laughs> this game has me excited, man. Both of these teams are coming off of huge losses. I'm talking huge, embarrassing losses in a way. Arkansas got absolutely mud stomped by Georgia and their backup quarterback. And you have an Ole Miss team who I also picked to cover their spread against Alabama, who was swiftly and quickly routed and sent back to Mississippi. These teams are kind of in the same boat, Dylan. You know, both of these teams were riding high. They were undefeated coming in, and they played the number one and number two teams in the country, and it wasn't even close. You know, we've been big proponents of saying that it's Alabama, it's Georgia, and it's everybody else, and that continues to be true. I don't see any other teams in this conference, let alone this nation, that can play with these boys. Ohio State can't play with them. Notre Dame can't play with them. Cincinnati can't play with them. So, again, right now you have Arkansas and Mississippi. They're kind of more evenly matched, and this is where they want to be, right? You don't want to have to play Alabama or Georgia ever again, preferably. This is a matchup where you have K.J. Henderson coming off of one of his you know, not-so-good games, one of his worst games. You have Matt Corral, whose stock kind of stayed even. You know, Can you talk to us a little bit about what these guys need to do to not only improve on their Heisman stock, namely Corral, but what they need to do to secure a victory and move back into the top ten potentially? I could not wait to talk about this game. Um, unfortunately, yes, as you put it to, both teams come off of a – Terrible loss. I mean, we both were kind of believers in both of these teams, at least not winning the game, but at least covering and being competitive. And it seemed as though within the halftime of both of these games, they were done. So it was really upsetting for us to really take that on the chin, especially with the, you know, the one, two combo. But bro, I was excited about to, or I was excited to talk about this game because the time travelers have this over under at 67 which means they and – and they also have Ole Miss as a five-and-a-half-point uh, favorite. So they look at this as a shootout. And right now, two teams coming off embarrassing losses like that where both offenses just look just stuck in the mud and just, you know, like they were trying to run through concrete. I mean, it's – this is the type of game you want to see as far as points being scored. I feel like this is a revenge game for Ole Miss, not because of what Arkansas has done to them specifically, but because Lane got embarrassed last week when he did the whole popcorn deal and it turned out to be burnt popcorn and he left it in the microwave for way too long. And that smell (laughs) just, you know, I mean, because Rob, you know, and for our listeners that know, once you've linked or let popcorn just sit in the microwave for so long and that burnt smell just you know sticks to your kitchen wall that's how it was with Ole Miss in the facility just that burnt popcorn smell all throughout the facilities and I feel like him and Matt Carell are going to just score at will I'm talking like video possible video game numbers uh, I still love what Arkansas is doing they uh, I, I just don't think they're going to be able to outscore Lane. Like, I feel like this game's going to score a lot, but I feel like o- or uh, Ole Miss's defense will do just enough to just limit K.J. Jefferson and Traylon Burks. Um, 
it's it's interesting because again, I feel like both teams just really need a I guess a get right game. But I feel like as far as just the point scoring, I feel like that's just more tilted towards the Ole Miss Rebels because I see them scoring on offense more than I see KJ Jefferson being you know multiple and scoring in a variety of ways. I see Matt Corral you know, getting back and possibly ascending himself into the 1A, 1B Heisman conversation with Bryce Young. I mean, th- there's a lot that goes into this game. Uh, I also feel like, uh, as an underrated storyline, I feel like Lane Kiffin needs to get back into the good graces of athletic directors. And I say that because it's like, all right, well, he's doing really good things at Ole Miss, and he's, you know, winning in the SEC, but... I mean, Rob, there may be some of those athletic directors, and I think specifically one in in uh, in SoCal that's just at least thinking, like, well, what if we brought Lane Kiffin in here? Like, what what, what happens if we bring an ass that's not so much of an ass that he used to be? He's still an ass. He's like he's a donkey. As, yeah, he's not as a big that's of an ass. Type. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the Shrek style donkey so he's donkey. an ass that's tolerable yeah donkey he's <laughs> he's donkey he just wants his waffles and he wants to hang Stop. out with people that's that's all he wants he just wants to score at will and hang out with people and i feel like this is a good little get right game for lane this is a game to show him that show him show his team and show the athletic directors that you know he may be still an ass but he knows what he's doing and he knows how to score points Again, I love what Arkansas is doing. I'm happy that their program is at least into relevancy. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up the scoring with the uh, with Lane Kiffin. Dylan, please tell me you're not. Are we talking about the USC job still? Is that yeah? What I mean, I, well, I think Luke Gosh. Fickle. I think Luke Fickle sewed up his first, second, and third interview last week when he beat Cincinnati. I just think that there's probably at least someone in that administrative office that at least slides post-it notes to the AD with a que- with a, that just says Lane question mark and just and it, like there's at least just one person that just at least talks about it. I don't know if it's the variety of the front office, but I know at least one person at least just talks about it. Yeah, you know, I just. <laughs> It's like, oh, brother, Like, let's just hire somebody, man. I'm tired of talking about Lane Kiffin. I really am. But we're going to keep talking about him because Mississippi is going to spread them. They're going to spread Arkansas's cheeks. That five points is nothing. I'm with you, Dylan. This is an easy W. You said your words, get right game. Without you even saying it, you picked Mississippi, man. Unfortunately, we were all aboard the K.J. Jefferson train, which I want to apologize to the listeners. I called him K.J. Henderson this week. Last week, I called him something else. I'm going to call him something different every week, Dylan. I don't give a crap. Listen, man, this game was over before it started. This is in the Grove. That place is going to be electric. Shout out Ole Miss Party School. Shout out the Grove Party City. This this game is, you know, if Arkansas had a hard time dealing with Georgia last week on the road, Dylan – and they got absolutely destroyed. I don't see them coming into Mississippi and having much of a better time. You know, they might lose by 10 instead of 1 million. But I've got to say, I'm taking Mississippi. I'm with you. Matt Corral, his Heisman stock is going to go up. Keep him on the watch. He's definitely 1B because we all know who 1A is. But, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting. 
Yeah, man. I'm again. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I don't think Lane's going to be doing any uh, pregame interviews, and even if he does, it'll probably be you know something stale, as in like, well, we'll just see what happens today. <laughs> you know what they call that, Dylan? My favorite dish: humble pie, baby. He's eating a whole lot of humble pie. Yeah, and he hates every bite of it too. <laughs> That's okay. He doesn't have to eat it for very long. They're gonna get right. They're gonna get right this week. Dylan, let's go back to your favorite conference. Let's head north. This is honestly, this is my favorite matchup of the day. We were waiting for this game again. This was one we circled two weeks ago, man. We said you guys got to do your job, and listen, guys, you got to do your job. And guess what? They did their jobs. They did their jobs. They didn't take their jobs. They did their jobs. We have Penn State. We have Iowa. This is a huge matchup. This might be the best conference in football. That's what you told me off the air, Dylan. I still think it's the SEC, but, I mean, the top 25 might be proving me wrong here. We've got two powerhouses that know how to play defense. I think you told me we've got the number two and the number three scoring defense in the country, Dylan. This game is huge. Who do you like in this one? It's basically a pick em. We've got Penn State at plus one and a half. They think Iowa squeaks by. I don't know if I even touch it. I feel like more people are just going to believe you more than they believe me. And say, and they, and when you say that I'm a Big Ten supporter, when I'm – You are. <laughs> you, you're a sellout, Dylan. You are officially a Big Ten fan. Great. I'm glad that's uh, that's another podcast where that's on record and that's where other listeners are going to listen to that and roll with that. That's tremendous. That's exactly what I wanted to build my brand as. That's why I'm here, man. Just getting back to the games. uh, You definitely pointed on it, man. Uh, Rob, this is going to be uh, what's called a grind out game. The time travelers set this over under at first to 39 and a half. Then it moved to 41 and a half. And now they just were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just put it <laughs> 40 and a half. And yeah, you're right. It, it's a pick em. I mean, it's um, the line is negative or um, negative one and a half Iowa. And for those that don't understand, that just means that Iowa is favored at home. Um, I feel like this has a, I I feel like this has a 2016 Penn State vibes. I mean, bro, they are rolling with good offense. They have multiple looks on defense. Um, thankfully both teams score, you know, 30 points a game. So it's, you know, entertaining to watch both of them. Uh, Iowa has the number one, um, turnover differential in the entire country. And, you know, we've talked about how key turnover differential is as far as uh, winning football games. Iowa is literally the best team in the nation as far as taking the ball away from the opposing team. But, you know, like I was saying, uh, Penn State, I believe, just has a better run game. They have a better passing game. Sean Clifford, I feel like, is the X factor in this game. He's just playing better. Um, Penn State has beaten Iowa six out of the last seven years. Rob, I'm taking Penn State with this. I'm taking them to go into that atmosphere uh, with as and I feel like they're going to go into Kinnick Stadium and they are going to come out victors against Iowa. You know, Dylan, I love it, man. I almost went against you here. You know, I, I just I find it hard for me to bet against my Hawkeyes. I have ridden with this team since preseason, and all they do is continue to win. It's incredible. The crazy thing about Iowa, Dylan, is 
every time you watch one of their games, you're like, I don't know how they're winning. I see a it's whole the same. bunch. It's the same way. They win the same year way in, every time. Year out. It's the it, same it, it's, formula. It's insane. I'm like, they got all these guys, you know, they're big, country, strong, white boys. Look at them. They just know how to play football. They just look like they belong in a Hawkeye jersey. I mean, am I right? They just – they're all the yeah. same. They're built the same. They run the same. They're not the fastest. They're not the most special athletes. But, man, they win, and that defense is scary. Now, you just pointed to something, though. You pointed to Penn State, and they got a guy by the name of Clifford. People like to hate on him, but, man, he's played really, really well. And you talked to me a little while ago about when he doesn't turn the ball over, Penn State wins games. I think Penn State goes in here. They win because of Clifford. I think he's the X factor, not to mention James Franklin. I mean, he's got everything rolling up there. Another guy that you talked to me might be, you know, interviewing, you could say, for another job soon. I think James Franklin comes in there. He's got their heads on right. This could be the year for Penn State, Nittany Lions. We're going with them all the way. Iowa, it's nothing against them. I mean, obviously, if it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's just I think that Iowa doesn't have as many formations and as many disguised looks on defense than Penn State does. And I feel like that will, especially with uh, inconsistent quarterback play from Iowa, I feel like the multiple look defense will be just enough to get the win over a base, you know, same look, um, simple call. Boring. Style. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah boring. Right. <laughs> boring would be easier. <laughs> I mean, they are. They're boring. Don't get me wrong. I bet on them. They win me money. I love them for that, but they're boring. What the nation needs, what the nation wants is Penn State to be relevant. James Franklin has made them relevant again. It's taken some time. Gone are the blemishes and the ghosts of Joe Paterno's past. It's James Franklin time. It's Clifford time. I, I just I got to say it again. I wasn't feeling too good about this pick earlier. I think I'm taking Penn State. I'm going to put some money on them, and uh, let's see what happens, though, and I'm excited. Dylan, we've got another big matchup. You know, this is one that always hits close to home for you. We've got my favorite conference in the nation, the SEC matchup we've all been waiting for. We've got LSU going into Kentucky. I say that with half a grin. LSU is three and two, folks. Kentucky, are they undefeated? They've lost one game. Okay, okay, sorry. Kentucky lost one game, but Kentucky's coming off a huge win, Dylan. I had my dad texting me. I had you texting me. I had alerts going crazy. Florida's getting upset. Florida this, Kentucky that. Let me tell you something. If you watch that game, you watch Lexington, you watch those fans, you watch those people, they've got nothing better to do than to drink beer, party, and root that team on. There was a buzz. There was an energy. That city's alive, Dylan. And then you look on the field and you're like, oh, who's this tall black man? He's got dreads. He might be a rapper. It is a rapper. It's Waka Flock of Flame, baby. Give me Waka Flock of Flame every pregame. Guess what? This game's in Kentucky again. I don't even know why it's this close, Dylan. They've got this game. I've got to find the line somewhere. I lost it. I want to say it's less than five. They've got Kentucky favored, but barely, man. And I think that is super disrespectful to that team. The only loss they had was a close loss, I think. I think this team is better than their ranking. I think they're ranked 16th or 17th. Listen, man, we've all said it. This could be Eddie O's swan song. This could be his last hurrah, Dylan. He's got to come in here and show me something. What he's got to show us is a W. I don't think it happens, man. I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to enjoy this game because <clears> – <throat> You know, I really, I really like Eddie O. I like what he's done for that team. 
he seems like genuinely a good person. And I don't say that lightly because we don't actually know these celebrities. We don't know these coaches. We don't know these players. And the media likes to prop some up and put others down. But I'd have a coffee with Eddie O, man. I'd, I'd go to lunch with the man. He seems like a guy's guy. So it saddens me to say, Dylan, I think he loses this game. LSU falls to 3-3, three and three, and they could be very well looking at a losing season. Absolutely. Um, and just to um, correct my previous mistake, I thought Kentucky had lost a one game. They're actually uh, undefeated, and they're ranked 16. And that's yeah, that, that win against cough, Florida. Cough. Put the, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, secondly, I also have to uh, give props to uh, my girlfriend, Brittany. Uh, we were watching that game as well, of course. And she happens to look up, and she sees Waka Flock of Flame, and she – points it out and she even says that and i didn't see it at the time so i'm just kind of just like why is walk a flock of flame in lexington kentucky on a saturday night and sure enough walk a flock of flame was in lexington kentucky on saturday night storming the field with the student section of kentucky celebrating (laughs) their win with florida and all right. Well, apparently she can recognize rappers better than I can, so I definitely have to uh, give her some props. Um, but getting back to important matters, and I emphasize important matters. Um, <laughs> with LSU and Kentucky, man, um, you know, I looked at this game. I looked at the line. I looked at when it's going to be played, where it's going to be played, and uh, it's terrible, Rob, because line, you know, said it is two and a half favorite for Kentucky. So they're a home favorite and over under is 51. So the time travelers don't really see this being a, you know, a particularly high scoring game. Yeah, man, it's, uh, this may be the end for Ed Orgeron. For the record, I'm picking Kentucky to win, but I also wanted to point out that if you, take away that national championship season, which it's really hard to take away from because, again, everyone loved it. Everyone watched it. Everyone was in awe of it. But you take away that national championship game in the last two years, and not including the game, it'll be on Saturday. Ed Orgeron is 8-7 and seven since that national championship game. Um, I hope everyone has enjoyed Eddie O because he's done. Kentucky's home atmosphere will be rocking again. Rob, LSU ranks, and you can look this up for you LSU fans that don't believe me because I sure as hell did. LSU ranks dead last in the nation in Russia. Looking it up. Yeah, I can confirm. Looking it up. They run the ball 27 times on average a game, and they get 71 yards per game. That mm. is, if you're not a math major, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. So, man, like, LSU can't run the ball. They're putting extra pressure on Max Johnson, who isn't even that good. You know, there's the whole Derek Stingley foot surgery that we talked about with players seeing that the team possibly couldn't be good. So just save yourself for draft implications. Real quick side note, Dylan. Is Max Johnson not the most porn star name you've ever heard in your life? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Woody Woody already kind of gives a good indicator. So Woody Johnson, I feel like, would be an even (laughs) 
more flex of a yeah no because if you're max johnson you've got the max johnson you know it's like give me the johnson it's like which johnson do you want the max johnson i'm so glad this is on the podcast (laughs) oh we're not cutting this out this is staying in oh great this is staying this makes (laughs) this makes it past edit that's wonderful that's yeah the editor's been fired i'm now the editor so this is staying in dylan get us back on track man you were saying about stingley what are we looking at here yeah, I mean, he had the foot surgery, Rob. He's they say it's out indefinitely. I just that just tells me that he's done at LSU. He won his national mm-hmm. championship. He earned his clout, so to speak, and he's going to be on his way to being a top ten pick in the NFL. Congratulations, got yeah, it. Yeah, congrats. You know, yeah, good luck to him. It's just with LSU, man. You just leave more questions than answers. And I will say though, if and when. Eddie O does get relieved of his duties. If it's not this week, it'll definitely be next week when they lose against Florida. Um, if LSU job becomes available, that instantly rises to the top of the most desired jobs in college. Like that trumps yeah. USC. Like you'll even have people in the NFL questioning whether or not they would like to go to LSU. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Would you rather go to LSU or would you rather go to USC? Would you rather go to prestige, national titles, the best conference in the country, uh, some of the best recruits in the country, stiffer competition, NFL resumes, or would you rather go to the USC where, yeah, you'll be the king of the ball, but you look around and there's not a lot of hot chicks. It's just a couple of guys you know, standing up against the wall. So I'm with you, Dylan. I would go LSU all day. I really, really hope you're wrong, man. Like I said, I just professed my love for Eddie O um, on national podcast. But it's just you want to see them do well. If that's the case, Rob, I can always finish every segment with Go Tigers. (laughs) Just to get your face. Just every segment, just Go Tigers. I mean, that's all I really miss, to be honest. It's that. It's him saying that. It's his voice. It's the – it's that. That really gets my blood going, man. Go so, Tigers. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Go Tigers. Tigers going to win this game, but go Tigers. <laughs> Listen, Dylan, I, hey, you know, you've been smoking that gas. Got you a little silly today. I don't know what's going on. Let's let's I'm get silly. serious. <laughs> let's get serious, man. I'm stable, people, if anything. People, listen, I am mentally unstable, Dylan. I'm losing yeah, you my can mind. Run on the roof right now. Oh, I could, bro. I could fly from here to Oakland. And for those of you who don't know, that's about a 30-minute drive. roof and run on it afterwards. You, you ever seen the Matrix when Neo just – he does his Superman thing at the end of it and you – right up in the air? That's me, man. I'm on cloud nine, baby. I need no drugs, just a little happy juice. It's black gold. It's caffeine. Dylan, back to the action. We've got Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. I don't have a lot to say about this game. I'm going to really let you take the reins on this one. This game stands at a pick em. I'm a gambling man. Tell me what to do here, Dylan. We've got Virginia Tech. They've had an impressive resume to this point. We've got Notre Dame. They've done some impressive things. They've been taking care of business. Who do you like in this game, and what am I looking for? Well, I feel like this is on the big upset alert. Uh, From what I saw from uh, the time travelers, there were two big games on upset alert this week. Uh, One was the Michigan and Nebraska game, and the other was this. And I thought that was odd for a variety of reasons. I feel like this game specifically should be on upset alert because, as you were saying, it's basically a pick 'em game. It's uh, the line is um, negative one Notre Dame, and the over under is forty seven. 
So the time travelers are literally just, you know, flip a coin and whoever it lands on, we'll just roll with them. Uh, I'm actually rolling with the upset. I feel like Virginia Tech upsets Notre Dame at home. This game is played in Blacksburg. And if those, and for those of you that have never seen a Saturday night at Blacksburg, Virginia, where they have Enter Sandman that is blaring across every single speaker in that stadium. It gets everyone, including the viewers, hype just to see that atmosphere. Um, one of the outside of that, I also feel like a big indicator is uh, what we kind of talked about on the previous pod. Notre Dame's offensive line is an issue, and it's right now their biggest issue. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, whether it be Cone or Payne. I mean, the, the offensive line, Rob, they can't protect anybody. And, again, that's just unorthodox to hear from an offensive line perspective at Notre Dame, but that's just – it just is it, – it is what it is. So I feel like with inconsistent quarterback play, a specifically inconsistent offense from Notre Dame, Virginia's uh, Tech's defense is ranked number 10 in the nation, and Notre Dame's defense is ranked number 61 – and but the reason that they're winning the games that they are is Notre Dame's defense is too turnover dependent. So they're really relying on their star uh, strong safety Kyle Hamilton to really, you know, make plays and you know get the ball back for their offense. I don't think Virginia Tech really turns the ball over. Now their offense isn't really lighting up the scoreboard either. But I feel like their defense specifically pulls away with this game. I'm rolling with Notre Dame. I say take the money line. Oh, I'm sorry, Virginia Tech. I'm rolling with Virginia Tech, excuse me. Take the money line, you know, put it put put it down with Virginia Tech. I feel like they're they take down Notre Dame and I feel like they also kind of really end Notre Dame's season early in this year. You know, you bring up a, a bunch of great points, Dylan, and then we'll move on <clears throat> to another matchup that's highly intriguing. You pointed out Notre Dame's offensive line struggles. You know, they came off a disappointing loss, a loss that you predicted last week. And then I look at Virginia Tech, I look at Justin Fuente, I look at some of the things that they've done there. I have high hopes. I have high hopes. And then I remember that I, I bet on these guys, right? I bet on them before. What happened, Rob? Well, I, I got burnt, Dylan. I got burnt, man. I'm not touching that stove ever again, okay? They lost to West Virginia. I know, I know. I think it was in West Virginia. I get it, man. But I just, I just you know, you pointed out too many flaws too many question marks surrounding this game you've got the o-line over here you've got the offense over here it's basically a pick them i think i'm gonna watch this one from the back seat i think if i did pick somebody i would roll with you the money line and the upset that's where you can make a little bit of cash but again great insight dylan it'll be a lot of interesting things going on on this day we want to close it out with one more matchup a matchup that for me is not going to be close at all you have the cream of the crop when it comes to the SEC playing a middle-of-the-road team who's had their own struggles throughout the year. We have Alabama and A&M in a matchup that's really, really one-sided. You know, The reason I'll be watching this game, Dylan, is because, of course, I'm going to bet it. I love betting on Alabama. And uh, number two, I'm watching the best player in college football right now in Bryce Young. I said at week one when I watched him, this guy reminds me of Russell Wilson – I am all aboard the Bryce Young hype train. Take all your money, put a futures bet on the Heisman for this year, and if he doesn't win it for this year, when the season's over, take $100 and put it on it for next year. 
He is the truth. If you watch the man's eyes and you watch his footwork when he's moving around in the pocket, Bryce Young isn't a quarterback, an athletic quarterback who likes to break the pocket and run. Bryce Young is, a, is an athletic freak of an athlete who likes to run around in the backfield in the pocket, two hands on the ball, high, ready to unload with his eyes down the field. He's not looking at the rush, Dylan. That's why Bama scores points. That's why they're going to be successful. That's why he's the next Russell Wilson. I don't really know what to think about Texas A&M. They had a huge letdown game the week before uh, when they lost to Arkansas. Arkansas stumbles. I know you can't play this weird mental math game like that, but this is really a one-sided affair to me, but it is one where I think I'm going to take Alabama and I'm going to take the points. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, take yeah, take Alabama, take the points. It's funny how when this season started, there was a lot of SCC um, fans, Rob, myself included, that were excited about this October 9th matchup of potential Alabama and what we would think a top 10 team in Texas A&M being played at Kyle Field, you know, being played where Alabama could possibly be on upset alert. Well, now it's October 9th and Alabama is who we thought they were and Texas A&M has taken a terrible fall from grace. Um, Texas A&M probably thought that they would only maybe have lost one game by this time in the season. Well, here they are with the two lost season. It's um, you're right, man. Um, I think it's funny how CBS uh, actually made this their primetime game because it tells me that these TV right TV deals were done preseason, you know, before the season kicks off. Because for those of you that don't know. Um, ESPN, CBS, ABC, Fox Sports 1, all these TV deals, you know, are basically just at a uh, grab-and-go style of teams they want to put on their primetime slates as far as the noon, the afternoon, or even the late-game slate. And I feel like CBS really – they pro- CBS probably paid a nice little premium to get this specific game. And now that it's what it is now – it will more likely not return on their investment. But that's just that, that's just me being the petty king that I am. I look at stuff like that, and I'm supposed to keep up with stuff like that. But getting back to gambling and oversight purposes, gambling, yeah, again, take the points. Alabama's going to – I feel like 18 is being nice to Texas A&M. Maybe one of the time travelers is from a college station. That's probably why it's not at least 20. Over-under is set at 50-and-a-half. Um, yeah, I feel like in this case you should probably bet the over because Rob has already pointed to how great Bryce Young is and what he's going to do. I mean, Rob, there's really – I mean, what what can we say about Alabama that hasn't already been said, broken down, or alluded to? I mean, they just – they don't rebuild. They reload. This is just another season of them doing that. Um, and I'm pretty sure Nick Saban also remembers that uh, booster meeting when Jimbo Fisher announced uh, to the boosters and to the college football fans is uh, we're going to beat their ass and we're going to show them. And Nick Saban is the kind of person who doesn't <laughs> forget stuff like that. So I feel like Alabama will win big, like big for this. This, Yeah, like I feel like Alabama could possibly win this game 56 to 20 style like it just like he's really gonna try to put it on jimbo 
Yeah, you know, it is it is interesting that this game is in Kyle Field. It's interesting that it's a primetime game, probably the last game of the night that you're really, really interested in, Dylan. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm second-guessing myself now. Is is 18 too much? That's three touchdowns. But then I look at the scores, and I'm like, A&M scored 22 against Mississippi State. They lost. They scored 10 against Arkansas. They lost. And I'm like – those teams can't even run with Alabama. Like, they would get boat raced. Like, why am I having doubts? Is this a setup game for me? Is there something next week that I'm missing, Dylan? Or do I just need to be confident, go ahead and throw the money down and roll with the tide? I would be totally confident in rolling with the tide. Their next three opponents are at Mississippi State. They're playing the Volunteers and they play, or they're hosting the Volunteers and then they're hosting the LSU Tigers. And in between the Volunteer and Tigers game, they have a bye week. Should be no oh, hesitation good. with Alabama. They're gonna have. They're gonna be mentally focused. Nick Saban has prepared them for this game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Nick Saban's teams are always prepared for the game, Dylan. There's always a game or two during the year where they have a close call. They escaped Gainesville with the victory. I mean, this team was young to start the season. They've matured a lot in just a few weeks, and that's how far they're going to go. If this young team that Saban has can continue to grow, that championship is theirs, but the dogs have something else to say about it. You know, this looks like a collision course for Georgia versus Bama. We talked about it briefly off the air, Dylan. possibly. Yeah, two times. We talked about it. We see this as a championship game, and then we see this as a potential college football Final Four game. We see both of these teams making the Final Four. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. That's what's going to happen. Dylan, I'm excited, man. I got some coconut cake to eat. I got some dogs to pet, some babies to kiss, man. This has been awesome. I can't thank you enough for doing this, man. It's uh, Yeah, you've got me excited. I'm going to pull out $100 and go make some bets. Yeah, man, I'm going to do a little bit of the same. I'm going to hang out with my niece. I'm going to pet some dogs, of course. And uh, who knows, maybe we can all uh, go grab a couple beers at uh, TJ Mulligan's later and uh, <laughs> kind of get them ready for Sunday. We're having our uh, little Sunday fun day, ladies and gentlemen. That means that it's just a bunch of grown men getting together and watching a whole slate of football like we used to. And we feel sorry for the bartenders and the yeah. servers, but the good news is they're going to get heavily compensated for our for our obnoxiousness. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Bring cash. Treat your wait staff well. Always tip your bartenders, folks, especially if you're a degenerate and you're going to be drinking there watching the noon slate of games all the way to the Sunday night slate of games. There may be shots. There may not. I've got to drive back home the next day, so I'm going to take it easy. I'm an old man, Dylan. Dylan. Oh, I have to work in the morning, so I, just, oh. I, I may even like vamp out before the night game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see how far into the night we make it. We know a couple of guys who are going to go really hard in the paint. Dylan, here's what I want from you to do. I want you to tell us where people can find us and what they need to do moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to this edition. We also ask you to, again, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. What you do is you just simply type it into the search bar. And uh, as I've shown my parents and my grandparents today, it is the first podcast that you will see. You type in for the boys, you will see it right in prime time slot. That is a testament to you, the listeners, as to what you are doing to gain our momentum and really gain everything that we can as far as listening and really building our brand. 
tell two friends so that they can tell two friends to come along with this journey with us. We thank you so much for your support. We ask you to continue your support. Again, we we cannot express how much we enjoy doing this and how much we enjoy taking the time out to give you these type of insight. Uh, leave a comment, like, subscribe, review, you know, the whole shenanigans. You know, we're here with you. Hit us in the DM if you want us to talk about your team more. We've already said it. If you're lose, even if your team's losing and you're interesting, you know what? We'll talk about you. Absolutely, Dylan. We are here for the people. This is for the boys. This might have been our best one yet, Dylan. I had a blast, man. Have a great day. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner and uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs>